I'm a man with a very specific set of skills. It's a lot cooler when he says that thing. Very specific set of skills. What is that, Taken? Yeah, that's not the right movie. Uh, yeah, what are you watching over there? I don't know. I don't really know what it's called. Two, do you remember what this movie's called? Better Off Dead? Something like that? No, that was an 80s movie. Nope, definitely not that. It's something like that, but it's basically the exact same thing as Taken, except uh, oh, a different it, title. Is it A Walk Among the Tombstones? No. Because he, he did like three in a year. Uh, This one, hold up. Run All Night. Run All Night. <laughs> yeah, Liam Neeson. When his estranged son becomes a mob target, an aging hitman must figure out where his loyalties lie and how to save his offspring from a deadly fate. Liam Neeson, he's got a lot of problems with his kids. Huh? Yeah, man, if you're, you don't want to yeah. ever be cast in a movie where you're his kid. Yeah, talk about a bad dad. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of bloody makeup and dirt and running. Yeah, all night. All night. All night. All night. Um, hey, before we get into it, I want to talk about Huckberry real quick. Uh, so I was just watching a movie recently. You are? Yeah. What? It's, uh, that's some bad hat, Harry. You know what I'm talking about? No. Doll's eyes? Lifeless eyes like a doll's eyes? Like eye. a doll's eyes. Yeah. Jaws. I was just telling Dan about this last, last episode week, when I talked to him. I was in my car listening to it, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is a perfect opportunity for me to talk about it. But talk then I was about the my, most baller watch ever. Yeah, it's it's pretty much my favorite thing that I own right now. Yeah. Is the, uh, it's the Jaws, the watch that Richard Dreyfuss' character wears in Jaws. Yeah. And it is the Alsta Nato Scaff. You know what? I noticed that um, watches. I can uh, sometimes there's the the names are very involved. Yeah, absolutely. Like they're they're they get, they're a little intimidating sometimes very, to say. Yeah, a lot of syllables. Uh, just yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot going on there with that watch. That's a that's a dope. watch. It's a though. sick watch. It's got the mesh band. Yeah. Too, is that is, would that be like considered a diving watch? Uh, yes, this is a diver. Have you a diver? Have you gone underwater with it? I have. How I deep? Just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. How deep is uh, <laughs> five feet at the Jersey Shore? <laughs> uh, not like not like sunken boat deep. No, I haven't gone for treasure yet. Jaws is a great movie. Jaws is a great movie. Jaws is a great movie. I'm I'm gonna be out there in a couple of weeks actually. Kentucky. Uh, ah, uh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's a good time. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so uh, so if, my watch is also actually from Huckberry. Um, it's not notable for any other reason other than I really like it. Yeah. Uh, it's from this company called Form Function Form, which I think actually just did the band. Mm. Uh, it's like I wear it every day just about on the Dan Patrick Show uh, and really off of the Dan Patrick Show, too. It's like my daily. It's when I wake up, I take a shower, whatever. I'm going to leave the house. I put this watch on. It's got like a leather strap, yeah. leather band. Uh, and, but it's just like a Timex watch. So they sort of, I think they made the band and they do, they are able to pair awesome bands and solid watch faces. Nice. And it's not, it's not super expensive or anything like that. It's a great like daily wear. And even that, uh, it's like the Horween Leather Weekend or, or I'm like, yeah. H O R W E E N. Horween. 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 Uh, yeah, but it's an awesome watch. And uh, both of those available at huckberry.com. Yeah. Don't you just love, Taking your watch off and like look when you set it down, like yeah. you like set it like straight on your dresser. You're like, yes, yeah, nice, yes. Nice. I can't wait to put you back on tomorrow morning. Right, it just looks just cool. They just they're just watches that are just they just look cool. I've never been much of a watch guy either uh, until really this. Well, you know, actually for Christmas last year, Dan got 
some of us watches. And you're like, wow, that was really nice. And I never wore it unless we were out somewhere in a suit and I needed a, a watch with a black band. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. this is like my fancy go-out watch. Mm-hmm. And then something about this watch, uh, the Horween, Horween, Leather Weekender, uh, I was like, man, that looks awesome. And I just kind of, it wasn't like overstated or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just like a pretty simple, basic watch. And I bought that. And then ever since then, I'm like, man, I need to get another watch. Yeah. I'm t- going to turn into a little bit of a you're, watch guy. You're hooked. You're yeah, a watch guy. I really am. I'm very envious of your... Nautoscoff. The Nautoscoff. Alta Nautoscoff too. Yeah, I'm very, uh, I'm very envious of it. Uh, it's a dope watch. But yeah, um, Huckberry.com. The, the watches is just a drop in the bucket of what they sell there. Yeah, they have everything: home, outdoors, uh, sort of your everyday carry stuff, clothing, footwear, uh, sort of the urban outdoorsman, mm-hmm. as it were, uh, mm-hmm. which I think we both are. Yeah, sort of work in the city, but uh, play in the outdoors on the weekends. Yeah, which or at least dope. like to remind people, like, hey, I, I, I know what it's like outside. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm not the worst person in the world to be around if it all goes down. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be able to build a fire and keep us warm, right? I want people to look at my footwear and be like, okay, he might know a thing or two about cutting a two by four, right? Yeah. And if we just so happen to be underwater at a very impressive depth, I could tell you what time it is. Exactly. Boom. That's the kind of guy you <laughs> yeah, want around. That's it. Uh, Huckberry.com. Make sure you tell them uh, that we sent you. I uh, go to you know Twitter. Facebook, they're on there. Uh, their Instagram is dope. So uh, if you were like, hey, uh, we heard Seton and Brendan from the Dan Patrick Show and off the Seton Path talking about you guys, and that's why I bought this awesome watch, Cost that would be guys. really great. That yeah. would be really great. Awesome. You know what I've been thinking, actually, too? We should probably, I enjoy these sort of impromptu conversations that we do, mm-hmm. and I like the casual nature of the podcast. I think it might be time to do an open for it, though. Yeah, I agree. An official open, like, here's the start of the show kind of thing and then we start talking after it yeah 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 so we need some music yeah i think that we need we so the other ones that we do where it's like uh we break down the the video Mm -hmm. formula that has a little bit of a format thing and that has a song that i like and that has a thing even though we haven't done that kind of one in a while that has like a thing already these ones don't really have a thing yeah so well i i yeah and i had I've seen a response or two where people are like, I didn't know when it started. <laughs> oh, it just started when it started. But yeah, okay, yeah, no, you just saying. hit play. Yeah. Like you're the one sitting in your car and you hit play and then, then it started. I'm not in your car. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know when to start listening. <laughs> you, you already are. Doesn't hit matter. Play. Yeah, who cares? Um, yeah, so I think that maybe. Um, so I could have like our production guy do an open, which would be awesome and it Very would be cool. really funny. I tend to like the listener submitted things yeah so right now on the dan patrick show we're on this awesome run of like meat friday songs it's it's the best whose stat would you want songs or whose stats would you want songs uh people have been sending in all kinds of stuff and those are awesome and even some actual professional musicians have been sending in some stuff and i know a few that listen to this show and i'm not gonna call you out but some of you guys are like, hey, man, can you use my song or something like that? Mm-hmm. This would be a great opportunity for you to send in something to get used. Calling all bands. Yeah, calling all bands, right? Uh, and off the Seat and Path theme song. And if it maybe if it goes good here, maybe we'll use it on the TV version, too. Ba-boom. Boom. Yeah, wow. how's that? Dangle that little carrot out there for you. Yeah. St- struggling musicians. Yeah. <laughs> or non-struggling musicians. Whomever. Actually. Who, who, yeah, whomever you are. Maybe you're just... A talented uh, acapella person staying at home who doesn't do it professionally. Send one in, and we can actually just run. We could do whole shows just running through potential theme songs. Dude, if you play the kazoo better than anybody else, and it's great. Yeah, 
I I would I would uh, vie for that. Maybe one of the charms of this new show coming forward will be that uh, we always open it with a new song. Ooh, that'd be fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what they did. Weeds season two. That could be a thing. I remember Weeds. That was a good show. It was a great show. And I feel like at some point it lost me and I, I bailed on it, yes. but it was a good show. I don't remember when I walked away. But season two, they did their opening theme song, but they every every episode was a different artist performing it. See? That's, That's a great clever. I love that idea. Very good. I feel like we should do that. Yeah. Uh, so, but, yeah, I don't know. Send your song. Hit us on Twitter or uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter, I'm Hi, My Name is Seton. Twitter, I'm Tweed Dreams. Tweed Dreams, Natch. Natch. Uh, and I don't know, Instagram, I think I'm Seton O'Connor. By the way, my dad called me last night to talk to me about my <laughs> production company named Tweed Dreams, mm-hmm. but not to say anything other than just to make fun of the name. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, Tweed Dreams, good, good <laughs> to talk to you. And I'm, okay, thanks. Like is there Tweed. anything you had to say? No, nah, I just want to say uh, I'm proud of you. What is the, uh, <laughs> all right, so Tweed Dreams is your production company. Yeah. Uh, what's the, what is the origin of the name then? Let's get into it. Okay. Um, have you ever seen the movie Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy? I've never heard of it. Okay. Well, it's a movie with Gary Oldman where he plays a British spy, and it's one of the slowest burn films of all time. And it's just a really slow period piece spy movie. And it's one of my absolute favorite movies. And the creator of the movie said he wanted the entire film to feel like damp tweed. And so... Um, what does I, that mean? Hey, either get it or you don't. Yeah, that's true. I'm not in that space, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, he just it was just a vibe that he wanted. If you see the movie, you'll be like, okay, I get it. It's just like always rain. It's just a mood thing. And yeah. it's uh, there's a little synesthesia there. I might, I, I, I don't like explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're really getting into filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. No, stuff. that's a hat that I'm afraid to wear in this building. <laughs> Uh, it's a good move because yeah. I've been with you and your friends when you guys talk shop and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Listen to these guys. You guys are talking a whole other language I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Like, I just watch the movie and I'm like, oh, that looks nice. But then you guys go into a whole other level of yeah, cinematography and all this other stuff. It's like, it's oh, my God. <laughs> the, your understanding of music. You yeah. Know? Right, yeah. Everybody's yeah. got their thing. No, right. I uh, Absolutely. I wish that I had a better understanding of it. I yeah. do. I wish yeah. I understood music better. This I, is a tough uh, built uh, room, though. Oh my god! To uh, show your the things you understand. <laughs> but yeah, that being said, I got to put uh, <laughs> I got to put my filmmaker hat on recently with uh, Mr. Todd Fritz. Oh my god, dude! So um, so yeah, as you know, well, Brendan, I didn't introduce you, Brendan Pike, uh, the, the French kid. And I don't know, sometimes people listen to everything in order and sometimes they don't. And if this was your first podcast, you're going to be like, who the hell is this guy talking to? Uh, but you're Brendan. I'm Brendan. I work in the back room. Uh, yeah, you work in the back room. And so you did uh, Making a Comedian, which apparently now has to be known as Season 1. That's, that's correct. Because Making a Comedian Season 2 is um, being teased right now? Yes. I don't know how many uh, episodes of it you've shot thus far, and you don't have to divulge that information. You don't have to give any secrets away about... Very close to the chest. ...this bombshell season. Very close to the chest. Um, but you did shoot the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. A little promo. Yeah. Um, do you know when that's going to be released? It should be released this week. Ooh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where Dan's so excited about it that, like, I'm I like everything else I'm doing, no matter what, is like on hold until I finish this. Yeah, it's pretty. 
I'm gonna. I saw a couple seconds of it, and I have to say that it's pretty great. I even I, like this weekend. I was with some people, and I was just like, "Oh my god, you're not gonna believe what's gonna happen soon on the show." Yeah. And I would say, I'll just give you my my one piece of advice is that I would wait. If you're thinking about releasing it this week, just wait till release it on Monday of next week. Okay. Because like, don't do like, don't be like, hey, Friday, and then you put it out, and then. It's the kind of thing that you just yeah. want to run with all week, I think. For sure. That's the way I feel. It's going it. to get a lot of play. But, uh, yeah. Speaking of, where were you this weekend? Um, well, wait. Uh, before I get to that, okay. you, um, so what, what can you tell us about the trailer? Uh, it involves rose petals. I, I randomly <laughs> decided to drop a tease. Rose for, petals and Todd Fritz. I, I made a teaser for the teaser on Friday when I got home from, from work. I just put together a a piece with Kiss from a Rose from Seal <laughs> and a little clip I had shot with Dan and yeah. I just wrote coming soon. Um, some, some rose petals, um, Todd, Dan, Todd's t-shirts, some t-shirts yeah. involved. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's one of those things that, um, when I watched it, I remember thinking to myself and I've said this many times to Todd out loud, uh, it'd be like Fritzy, like when people ask him to do something and then he does it and then he's like, uh, not upset about it, but he's just like, oh, I can't believe like they had me do this stuff. And I'm like, dude, you know, you could just say no. Right. You could always just say no. <laughs> well, I, yeah. He seemed to be more, uh, I don't know that he's going to be embarrassed by this at all. I think that he was very into it. Oh my God. He loves it. I showed it. I find, I showed him the first cut today. He just had this like big smile on his face. It was bobbing his head. Oh and then gosh. he's like, you know, gave me a big hug and thanked me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dude, that is a wild scene. I can't wait for everybody to see this because it's going to, I think it's going to be a thing. It's pretty great though. It really is. It was when I, when you first like sort of pitched it and I heard the idea, I was like, oh, that could be really funny. And it, it was 10 times better than I imagined in my head of just how creepy slash hilarious it is yeah. all at the same well, time. Well, that's, that's Todd in a nutshell. Creepily hilarious. Creepily hilarious or and a little bit better than you thought he was going or, to be. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, I don't know if he's creepily hilarious or hilariously creepy, mm. but it's one of those two things. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this weekend, I was in Jersey this weekend. I don't go back to Jersey very often because uh, that's where I'm from, yeah. South Amboy, New Jersey. Uh, and I, I went back to, I spent a lot of, I spend a lot of time at Asbury Park when I am back home, but that was sort of like my hang, um, when I was younger before I moved to Connecticut. Uh, and that's, I usually once or twice a summer, I'll go back there and I use that sort of as a time to catch up with my brother. And like, we tend to like the same bands and we like going to see shows and stuff like that. So me and him, we went to, uh, there's this band called the Bouncing Souls who uh, has been one of my favorite bands for, I think next year is actually their 30th anniversary. And I've probably been going to see them for, um, it's at least 25 years. Yeah. You know, that I've been a fan of theirs. Um, If not longer, I don't know. Uh, But uh, they're awesome. So they do this thing every year when they come home and play a show, uh, because they're from New Jersey, like I said. It's called Stoked for the Summer. Mm -hmm. And they get all of these awesome bands to play. It's usually like just an amazing lineup. Uh, so I try to hit that when I can, or there's a few other things, or whenever. Bands are always coming in and out of Asbury Park, and there's this venue there called the Stone Pony that's pretty famous. It's where Bruce Springsteen got his start. A lot of people, uh, it's like a destination spot that you want to play if you're in a band. Uh, so I went there with my brother David. It was uh, the Bouncing Souls against me, Titus Andronicus, 
the Smoking Popes are sort of doing a reunion thing, which is pretty cool. And uh, Tim Barry, who is, uh, there's a legendary like punk sort of hardcore band called Avail that was from the D.C. area, maybe Virginia. Mm. Uh, and so he did play like a solo set. Uh, but I'm a huge Against Me fan. I love Against Me. They're such an awesome band. Uh, so the idea that uh, they the Souls and Against Me were playing together, me and David were like, heck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. yeah, we got to do that. I uh, ran into a bunch of old buddies from uh, high school, which was cool. And actually, you know what? There's something about the... There's something about the bouncing souls that uh that their music it isn't like overly complex or anything like that. There's a certain simplicity to it, and I mean that in a as a compliment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, like they're not Radiohead. You know what I mean? Right. But for some reason they and Radiohead is a band that can get a lot of emotion out of me. Mm-hmm. I got super emotional watching the Bouncing Souls. That's awesome. This week. Yeah. Well and, that that venue has is it's historical for you in general, right? Wasn't that like one of your first shows or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my first show was there uh, yeah. at the Stone Pony. I went to, they used to do these like Sunday matinees, which I don't know, maybe they still do. But it was sort of uh, like smaller local bands would mm-hmm. play there. And uh, yeah, I, I went to go see, uh, my sister was dating this guy and we went to go see his band and it was a, a showcase for uh, the record label that he was on. And that was like my first like real punk show where there's people with like mohawks and you know, all this crazy studs and spikes and mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this place is awesome. And yeah. Changed my life forever. Yeah. Um, Stone Pony's just a rad joint in oh, general. Yeah, and Asbury Park, like, yeah, such a, such an eclectic scene. Yeah. Like, it's been the focus of uh, many off the seat and paths at this point. We've, we've, co- we've covered Asbury Park for sure. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but there's just so much to do. Like, it's just such a great place. I don't, I don't really care about sort of going back there again and again, you know? Yeah. No, there's a ton to do and there's always new good bands there. And then it's just like the beach is awesome. And yeah, the, the boardwalk's great. It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's so strange though how one band or, you know, like there's many bands, but there, you can have so many just, uh, like such a, so much of your own personal history is wrapped up in one band. Mm-hmm. And they're like the Bouncing Souls are that are one of those bands for me where I can remember being, you know, uh, 15 in my room and listening to them. And then I'm 40 now going back and seeing them. And, you know, it can just take you through your whole life. Right. Uh, where and I, especially if you're somebody like me where I haven't my my music style sort of I'm, I keep up with current music, but I haven't abandoned any of the things that I was that I loved when I was. 15 like i said you know it's a lot of those same bands i still listen to when you, spotify at the year end does your most played bands yeah. a lot of them are exactly the same every year and some of those albums were released 20 years ago right like do you do you attach certain bands or certain uh albums to emotions because i i know i have like this is a not a punk example by any means but every time i hear james blunt i remember being a freshman in high school and crying when this girl uh, turn me down to go to a dance. And so like anytime I hear James Blunt, that like emotion yeah. in that like place, it always comes back. Yeah. Do you, do you have that with like the bouncing souls? Like you said, you, it takes you back to when you were 15. Does it, is there an emotional connection there too? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot wrapped up and there are some, uh, like bands and, and specific songs that take me to a specific event, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, I don't. I don't know that I can necessarily like the bouncing souls brings me. They bring me back to a very specific point and time in my life of like a, a certain couple of years uh, that were really special for me and that I really loved. And I think 
you know, going back to New Jersey, I think that I'm more homesick than I realize sometimes. And yeah. I've lived in Connecticut now for, uh, I don't know, 18 years, maybe, something like that. And I've, I've always been like, ah, that's fine. Like, New Jersey was just uh, where I was born and raised, but now, like, I live here. And I think that really sort of my heart is still in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And so when people say, people ask me where you're from, I always say New Jersey. But I live in Connecticut now. Right. And I, it's just part of, like, your soul that you can't shake for some reason. Yeah. You know, no, I don't know sure. if that makes sense. Where you grew up. Sure, your formative years, right? Yeah, yeah. And then even just seeing like a bunch of my friends from high school there, and I'm like, oh my God, I ran into, you know, a handful of people. Some of them I haven't seen in so long. And it was just like, man, there's still a, like everybody's still here doing it. Yeah. That idea of going home when you don't live where home was anymore, like it's just, it kind of, it's kind of that same sort of emotional trappings of music. Like I'll, when anytime I go home, I'll drive down this like main road that led to my high school. And there's this like hill that like, if you went fast enough, you could get some, some air. Yeah. And anytime I'm there, I just remember this, like I'm brought back to this emotional moment when I was 15 and like we, my buddy and I stole his mom's car and like (laughs) at three o'clock in the morning, we're just ripping through town and the bumper, (laughs) the bumper flew off the back end of the car and just like, Anytime I drive down that road, that like fear like comes back into my chest at that oh, moment yeah. when it was all there, and it's just it's such a fascinating thing about like going back home. Yeah, you know, because I probably wouldn't have that now if I still lived where I grew up. Like that kind of, I think it it's when you separate yourself from it, you remind you how important it is. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's wild. It's heavy. Heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, it is. And it doesn't always have to be because you know, the Bouncing Souls, they do um, like they have that they have songs that are like, you know, that are super goofy. Right. Like they do like uh, these are the quotes from our favorite 80s movies and it's just quotes from 80s movies or, uh, you know, like I like your mom uh, is like, you know, like I like your mom and it's no fad. I want to marry her and be your dad. That's not a very like serious <laughs> song. But then they have these then they can also cut the other way where. You know, like you could be driving in your car listening to this song, and if it hits you the right way, or like mm-hmm. this weekend, they it really hit me, and I'm like, I'm not gonna cry standing here, yeah, <laughs> with my older brother watching this show in New Jersey. You know, yeah, because it, yeah. it doesn't, you know, I, it doesn't always have to be these super uh, like painful moments either. I have mm-hmm. that, you know, like I can't listen to uh, fake plastic trees from Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I immediately go back to a horrible moment in my life and it's one of my favorite songs and I listen to it all the time. Yeah. Uh, but, and it's like, it immediately takes me right back to this one terrible time. Right. You know what I mean? And, but that's, I like one of the things that I love so much about music and I feel bad for people who don't feel it this way is that it gets emotion out of me. You know, I feel really, I, I feel that sort of push and pull and it just, it gets my body in a way that, uh, and you know, your heart and soul that that's what I love about music. It moves you. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Music saved me from quitting, like moving. When I first moved to New York City, I I couldn't stand it. I was just like, Mm. this is like way different than where I grew up. And like the subway was miserable. And then I realized the entire I I didn't have headphones with me when I was riding the subway. And so I brought headphones and I started listening to Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks. Yeah. And uh, it it changed the entire viewpoint of the city for me. And like all of a sudden the subway became like 
you know, I, I started seeing stories and like it was less of a hassle and more like I started to enjoy riding the subway and like just walking around the city listening to music showed it to me in a different light. And it like lessened the blow of how different it was and like more showed opportunity for what it could be. And like this sort of this new chapter, which I think that happens like anytime you move anywhere. But the fact sure. that like music is still, I don't know. It's just transformative. It's, uh, it's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, so the fake plastic trees thing, you know, that, uh, I had been living in Connecticut for a while actually. And I just found out that my, one of my best friends, Eddie from New Jersey had died. And I was with, uh, my wife at the time who, I don't know if we were married or if we were just like dating and, I had gotten the call that Eddie was dead and I was like, oh, damn, like not mm. cool. And she was just like, why don't we just go up the road to the pub by our house, have a couple drinks, smoke a ton of cigarettes and uh, talk it out or whatever. Yeah. And like you could just, you know, let it fly. Uh, and so we we went there and it, at some point after a couple of beers, that song came on and it I just lost it you know mm. I was like that's where I finally let it all out and I can't and he he was a guy that I knew from Jersey and he was one of my best friends we played in a band together uh and he uh we would go to shows all the time in Asbury Park we discovered so many bands together and all of that stuff and that it, that moment was where it like really hit me listening to that song and it takes me right back to that moment every time that I hear it and just like going to Asbury Park makes you think of like man I wish Eddie was here mm -hmm. you know what I mean or like you, know, you just wonder what life would have had he not passed then what would have happened and where would life have taken him you yeah. know because he would have been right there at that show unless he was like being too cool to go mm -hmm. <laughs> you know where he's like dude i'm not going there with all this pose i'm not doing that yeah so what, what was the song this weekend that got you then if you're since since we're opening up some sensitivities so, right yeah now. i you know there is like they have the, the bouncing souls have this song called gone Mm -hmm. That uh, uh, there's just something about the the chorus and the uh, well, I mean, just all the lyrics are great. Um, but it's like you know, the lyrics are. Just, it's like uh, I felt so lost, I couldn't say why, and I needed strength to change my mind. But these ghosts stick to me like glue. Uh, hating life, believing I was no good. It was a darkness all my own, and a song played on the radio, and it went straight to my heart, and I carried it with me until the darkness was gone. Wow! And you're like. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about that hits you, you know, mm -hmm. or at least for me, yeah. it really, it really speaks to me. And it did in that moment. And to have all of those people, like the way that this sort of chorus goes, it's like real sing along mm -hmm. kind of thing. And they, uh, and to have all of those people, uh, singing along with it. And it, it was just like great moment. It was like everything that music is supposed to be yeah. to me, you know, and it really moved me. And to be in there in that moment was just great. You know, awesome. yeah, it really moved me. So, speaking of important people, can we talk about your brother, Dave? Yeah. Well, I figured you would be able to fill in the audience more on yeah, your brother, no, David. No. Uh, <laughs> David's just a great guy. Yeah, he is. All right, so, well, all right, okay. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll do this backstory real quick then, right? So, yeah. uh, Brendan and I were once in New Jersey shooting off the Seton Path, and uh, much like everything I do in New Jersey, I always ask my brother to come along because it's just a great chance to hang out with him. Yeah. Because right? we both have families, we both have life going on and whatever else and it's he, dude come hang and uh, maybe you can like pull some cables for us or something like that or or just hang out and be good company whatever you want to do right so david comes and hangs along hangs around and uh me you brendan and my brother david are hanging out down the shore in jersey asbury park uh 
and you guys just sort of hit it off. I think I ran to go like do something real quick and came back, and I was for the five minutes I was gone, you guys were already like best friends and on each other's like yeah. Christmas well, card list. He's hysterical. Um, he's creative. He's nice. Uh, easygoing. Very relaxed. Um, just. You know, just like the polar opposite of me. <laughs> listen, like him and I were just in simpatico. We just got it, you know. Um, I ran to go like feed the meter for my car, and by the time I got back, you knew each other's life stories, and you developed two TV shows. I'm yeah, like, exactly. We, hold we, up, we, what? The, <laughs> what is we, going on here? One of which is going to be we're going to start shooting in October, a hundred percent. Oh, well, I guess it, you can't, I, I'm not going to say. Yeah, is it dog people? It's dog people. Oh. I, oh my god! Are, I, you, are you jipping my brother out of no, uh, production of credits? Not. No, no, no. I texted him. We we came up with the idea that Saturday, and then on Monday, I had kind of come up with an outline for season one of Dog People, and I sent it to him, and he was just like, "Dude, this is perfect." <laughs> I've never jipped Dave out of anything. So Dave. So, of course, who would jip David out of it, right? So then um, there's like we sort of establish this little bit of a joke where you guys are like best friends. And I'm like, hey, uh, OK, mm-hmm. well, Brendan, why don't you do some work and stop mm-hmm. hanging out with your buddy or yep. whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Me and my usual sarcastic mm-hmm. self. And it, a few weeks later, Brendan, you, uh, I, I, <laughs> Dave, so I, I go to you and I say, I was like, oh, man, did you hear that story about Dave and Brendan, his son? Uh, they ran into these crazy people up in Maine while they were up on vacation. I was like, how wild is that? And then you were just like, when did Dave go to Maine? I didn't know he was on vacation, but that's good. Yeah. And then you just turned around and walked away. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't no. even realize. And so, yeah, I don't even know that my brother knows necessarily that uh, this much of the joke, but no, on a probably a weekly basis for the last year, or two, however long it's been, there's been some type of reference to, well, why don't you just call my brother and ask him? I'm sure he could give you better feedback or yeah. some type of snarky response from you about, well, Dave would have had that done, or Dave uh, could only, Dave would have done this in one take, but. I got I to gotta call Dave. The real talent in the family is uh, in New Jersey still when you're stuck working with me. Yeah. Sorry, pal. I'm going to call Dave on my way home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. All right, well, this is fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, send in your... Uh, Bands or, or people who are just particularly creative or actually not even creative at all, send in your uh, theme song suggestions. Or off the seat and path. Yeah, off the seat and path. Yeah. All right, man, see ya.